Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. And this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going. Please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will right. also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that and that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome back to another episode of We Eat the Fucking Food. It's Lauren. What's up? How's everybody's week been going? My week has been going pretty well. Trying to think of anything special or important that has happened within the first half of this week. Or the latter half of last. Um, no, nothing really. Just been working, doing school. Yep, that's about it. Oh, wow, okay. I feel like I do so much during the day, but... And, like, things happen in my life, and, like, it's not boring. But then when it comes to me sitting and trying to, like, recap or think about things to talk about that have happened to me during the week, it's not a lot. It is, like, nothing comes to mind. Yeah, I'm just kind of living right now. And, like, it's fun. It's good. Be chugging water because I did not drink enough water today yet. But it's still early in the day, so I have some time to catch up. Um, speaking of catch up, highs and lows. My high of this week so far would have to be, normally I think about all these things before I sit down to actually record the episode, or like I did when Georgia and I were doing the episodes together, I'd always know exactly what I was going to say, but since it's just me now, I don't come up with something to say, and I feel like I should start doing that, okay, let me think. Okay, hi of this week. Um, My roommate started working with me, so now me and my roommate work in the same place together. And it's so fun. Uh, I just adore my roommate. You guys will probably get to meet her soon. She's one of the funniest people I think I've ever met. Like, literally, my abs hurt from laughing so much with her. She is a comedian. A comedian. But yeah, so I'm super excited that she's working with me now. And I got to train her on her first day. And yeah, so I'm excited about that. I love this week would probably be I was pretty anxious on Monday I I guess some of the anxiety that I was feeling last week has like fluttered into this week too and I think I'm just anxious about just my body I'm just having some really hard like body image stuff recently I mentioned about joining swim team and I think a couple like not the last episode but the episode before that And I'm super excited, super stoked, 
but I'm also really nervous and I was supposed to go to my first practice on Monday and I just woke up and I was like I can't I can't put on a swimsuit right now I can't don't want to see myself I don't want other people to see me in a swimsuit right now and I just kind of went back to bed and ignored that and like in the moment I think it was the right decision for me to make because I don't think it was a time for me to be pushing myself but now reflecting with it realizing how much of an exposure it's going to be to have to put on a suit every single day it's a lot and I'm I'm nervous like I'm generally kind of pretty scared for how the swim team thing is going to go I had a very candid vulnerable conversation with my coach about my eating disorder and about my recovery and about where I was at and it was so well received and I'm very thankful and grateful for that but I'm still nervous about the amount of energy I'm going to have to be putting into swimming and the amount I'm going to need to give myself to like properly fuel myself to have that energy for swimming that scares me that really scares me but I think that gives me even more of a reason to do swim team. Like if not for doing swim team, just for the fun of it, to try to find joyful movement, to push myself out of my comfort zone. Like now I feel like I need to do it because I need to prove to myself and like need to, I know it's like my eating disorder is like what's making me nervous about this. Like it's straight up my eating disorder. So I like, I'm like, God, now I really have to do it because opposite action, baby, opposite action. Something that went well recovery wise this week for me would probably be continuing to feel myself even though my hunger has been really low I think because of my anxiety just how constantly busy I can be sometimes that I either am not receiving that like great of hunger cues or they're very like short but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be eating my meals and snacks so I feel like I've hyped up my birthday so much on this podcast and just in general like I've really really hyped up this birthday so that's what this episode is going to be about my birthday's on Sunday I'm turning 23 happy early birthday to me I'm going to go into the city spend it with my best friends and my parents are going to come down we're going to get brunch I'm going to wake up on my birthday with my two fave fave people in the whole entire world other than my sister and my fam and I'm genuinely so excited so I kind of want to talk about on this episode, kind of do that like YouTube trend. That's like the 23 things I've learned in 23 years. So that's what we're going to do. And also kind of just want to touch on just like my feelings about turning 23. So turning 23 is kind of eh because it's 23. Like it's not like a fun year. Like nothing's going to like happen special to me this year. I'm not going to get to legally drink. It's not like I'm getting my license. I'm literally just 23. Thank God I'm not off my parents' health insurance yet. That's going to suck. But, I mean, I'm closer to it. And I realized this summer that I have such this fear of becoming an adult and, like, growing up. And honestly, it was one of the reasons why I kind of, like, held on to my eating disorder for so long, I realized. That if I could just focus on recovering that I didn't really have to deal with XYZ that's going on in my life and just like this fear 
of growth and this fear of independence that I'm glad that I feel like I've like crossed that bridge over to the other side. Obviously like last week's episode was just me talking about how strong I feel just by myself right now. So that's good. But I still do hold like some fear growing up. Like the idea of just doing it, like doing life. I don't know. It just seems so complicated. Like there's no rules. There's no like written way to do things correctly. But there also feels like that there is. Like there's right path to go down or I don't know. It's just all confusing. I genuinely do sometimes feel like I'm playing the game of life. Like I used to say all the time in residential and everybody would get really mad at me. But life feels like the game of life. Like it feels like that you're being handed cards sometimes. And sometimes like you're going to think that you're going to be making the right decision on choosing one and it's going to like be the wrong one. You should have went the other way or that you're being told one thing and a way to make a decision. And then it's like, that's going to bite you in the butt. I don't know. I I know that there, this is going to literally contradict something I'm going to be saying on my list, but I know that there's like no set path and anybody goes on and there's no right or wrong. So like any decision you make is like just a decision. But sometimes generally there, there feels like that there is. And especially in recovery, like especially in that setting, it felt like that there were right and wrong decisions for me to make with consequences. And I don't even know where that really rant tangent was going. More or less probably just the fear of like making those wrong decisions and being an adult and not having anybody to really fall back on. I mean, I know that I'll always have my parents and I'm in this like stage of my life where I am in like an in-between where I'm enough of an adult to be making those independent decisions and to be taking on more responsibilities, but also where if I need my parents, like they're there. Like I haven't like step too far away from the tree or like march my way too far away from like my childhood I guess but like I want to but it's just so scary because it's so unknown because like you don't know what to do nobody can really people you can be prepared for adulthood but like nobody can like really really prepare you for like what you might be facing in your life on a lighter note (laughs) it's my first birthday out of treatment in two years so that's pretty freaking neat. I'm so generally excited. I spent my 21st in PHP. I went to a casino with my parents. I wasn't supposed to drink. I drank. I drank. That No shit. It's my 21st. I had like a pineapple Malibu, I think. But I spent it with my parents at a casino and I spent the day in PHP. And then I spent my 22nd birthday in residential. It was like my second weekend that I was there, maybe my third. My parents literally, nobody, because it was like COVID, could come see me so Sedona came stuck her face through a mailbox and handed me a letter which is so sweet and my parents drove down and surprised me and I sobbed like a baby and they put the happy birthday banner that they set up in our house like every single year when me and my sister were like growing up and they put it on the fence like right outside and they had a bunch of presents for me and they got me like a like a bunch of balloons and like a hat and I was it was so sad. It was like sad, but happy. I was like sad because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be here on my birthday, but happy because I felt like last year, my birthday is probably when I felt the most grateful and the most amount of love. I got so many cards. It was so sweet. And it was, I'm again, grateful for it and grateful that I did spend a birthday there. So then now I am in a place where I can't spend my birthday out of treatment and hanging out with my friends and going to get brunch and dinner and I'm just so excited. And I also think it's just because of the fact that I have been 
literally romanticizing and thinking about this day since then. I've I've honestly been thinking about my birthday since my birthday last year and just like wanting to get to it because of how excited I am to not be in treatment. Oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, I'm gonna, wait, why am I getting emotional? Like, why do I kind of want to cry? Like, I'm so close to like accomplishing like that huge fucking goal that I set for myself. And then that one episode of the summer when I was talking about not wanting to be in treatment on my birthday and I was crying during that part too. Oh my God. Fuck yes. Oh, God, I love recovery. I I fucking hate it sometimes because it's really fucking hard and like I've been feeling like a meh in it, but right now I love recovery. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into the chunk of the episode now. Oh, I hate the word chunk. We're going to get into the main part of the episode now. And that is the 23 learnings that the 23 things that I've learned in my 23 years. God, I literally am reading from what I wrote on a Google Doc and I still said it wrong. Mm, love myself. All right. So in no particular order, these are just things that like came to me during the week and I wrote them down whenever I thought of them. Here we go. Things I've learned. Number one, you don't have control. As much as you want to think you do, you don't. Like things are going to happen. People are going to think what they want to think. You have an impact on the way that things happen and what people think of you and how you are perceived etc etc but you don't have any actual control specifically also with an eating disorder like you we're all just riding a roller coaster and one of my favorite things that mark said in treatment was i can either choose or you can either choose to sit and ride the roller coaster the scary scary roller coaster and like go over all the hills and bumps and bumps or you can choose to just watch it like just sit and watch your emotions like you're on a roller coaster. You can sit with your emotions and ride through them. And ride through whatever they may be. Or you can sit and observe them. Like clouds. Okay, number two. Being content with yourself is far more important than anything else. If I've learned anything, it's that, like, it's you. At the end of the day, it is literally you. So you need to feel okay by yourself and with yourself. Because your whole life, you're stuck with yourself. Like, people are going to come and go. You don't have to sit and be with your parents, be with your friends, be with your significant other, be with your siblings, be with your family, be with just, like, anybody if you don't want to. But you have to be with yourself. So you got to feel okay with that. And, I mean, it's taken me forever to really feel that way and to realize that. But I think that that is so, so, so important. Because once you're like okay with yourself and once you're content with being by yourself, it almost feels like that things are like going to be okay no matter what. Because you know that you like yourself enough and that you have your own like back and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But be content with yourself. It's very important. Number three, you will play different roles slash characters in everyone's story. Which is weird to think about that like we're all just kind of existing in our own little worlds. But like... You might be the villain to somebody. You might be the sidekick. You might be the love interest. But, like, you are different to everybody. Like, you may be the villain to one person and be the hero to the next. That doesn't mean that has, like, anything to do with you. Like, you have, again, you have no control of that. I mean, you have control of that. Like, you can choose to be a nice person and, like, not be, like, a villain. But, like, sometimes something might happen with the person and that's just how they perceive you. 
Like, that's just what it is. Like, you're going to be multiple different roles and multiple different people's, like, stories. Yeah, I think that that's just, like, interesting to think about. Number four, you need to love yourself and be happy with just you before you can let anyone in. This one I learned firsthand this year. I really, really thought that having a significant other or having or being surrounded and being wanted and being envied would bring me some sort of like joy and love and that's how I would feel like full and like whole as a person but it's far from that it's literally the exact opposite I this has been the first time in my life that I've been single for like an extensive amount of time or like not really been interested in anybody or not been talking to anybody and it's a weird feeling it's really really weird but it's almost like the love I have for myself has like replaced that and I think it's so true that you need to be able to sit with yourself and love yourself and be happy with yourself before you can let anybody love any other part of you or you can give any love to anybody else because then it's like I don't know being like projected yeah number five if no one has told you there's an issue nothing is wrong this is what I wholeheartedly believe and this is something that like caused me a little bit of like stress recently but I just keep going back to it because it is true. Like if you, I used to be such a person that like overthought everything. And I was like, oh my God, everybody hates me. Everybody's always mad at me. And again, these are a lot of things I learned in residential. But Mark was like, this is how you got to do it. If nobody's telling you anything's like wrong, why do you think something's wrong? Like you have no reason to think anything is wrong. So if like nobody's telling you the emotions and how they feel about you and like, or is telling you that there's an issue or problem or you've done something like, bad don't assume you don't need to assume the worst I mean I think that everybody's that's just like a people-pleasing thing that I at least deal with but it's really helped like lower that anxiety that I have and like constantly thinking about others and how they're perceiving or thinking about me number six your body is the least interesting thing about you I don't feel like I need to further explain that one but it literally is it literally is. It's such a surface level thing. Like your body's going to be ever changing, ebbing and flowing. Again, what you got is you. Like you have you, you have your personality, you have your values, you have your beliefs. And that's far more important than the way that you look. Number seven, the memories are far more important than the images. I talk about this all the time about like living in like moments. And when I'm 80, I want to be able to look back in my life and have so many so many amazing memories of like happy moments and happy times and stories to tell and I got so caught up in instead of that having like pictures and like looking good and feeling that my body like looked a certain way but like at the end of the day like I'm not going to remember how I looked during a time or that's just a very like shallow memory to have I don't want that memory I'd rather have a deep memory that I have with like my friends and like the moments that we were laughing and be like fully present and engaged yeah number eight do it for the plot whatever it may be do it for the plot you make the wrong decision and your life goes to shambles your plot just got really freaking interesting and that rocks that was literally my mantra this summer was do it for the plot I did everything hell that one time I went to Cleveland I don't never talk about that maybe I will at like some point but me and Sedona went to Cleveland this past spring and then we went back to Cleveland like two weekends later. It was all for the plot. That whole entire time was for the plot. Say yes just for the plot. Just so you have something 
interesting going on in your life. Like, either way, like, make your plot interesting. It's your movie. Oh, I just, I love that saying. I think it's so funny. Um, number nine, everyone else is too busy thinking about themselves. So true. So, 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 so true. We are so caught up with the way we're being perceived and with what other people are thinking about us. Think, think about how much you think about what other people are thinking about you. And also think about how much you just start thinking about like yourself. Got it? Cool. Yeah, everybody else is thinking the exact same thing right now. So why do we care so much what other people are thinking about us? Because they're not thinking anything about us. Because they're thinking about themselves. Number 10. There are going to be filler episodes. To go back to the idea of a plot, one of my friends recently threw out this idea or like had said, he's like, I asked him, I was like, oh, how's your day going? He's like, oh, it's okay. It's just like a filler episode though. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, it's true. Like some days are going to be great and they're going to be so eventful and super impactful to your life. But then other episodes are just other episodes. Oh my God. Other days are just filler episodes. Like there are going to be some days that may seem like lackluster, not as important, but I mean, those events had to go on to happen to get to the climax of your season. So yeah, not every day has to be up and down, up and down. There can be gray days. Number 11, there is nothing selfish about making a decision for your own well-being. Let me repeat that. There is nothing selfish about making a decision for your own well-being. Healthy decisions, 2021 and then on. If you are making a decision that may that you think is going to like hurt somebody or could like offend somebody, but like it is in your best interest for your mental health and for your well-being, then do it. Do what you got to do for you. Again, you literally are the only person that is a constant in your life. The only person. So you best be happy with the way that you're living and how you're making your decisions. And if it is what's best for you, then that's what's best for you. And that the person is going to have to like, or the decision that has been made or whatever happened, it'll like pass. Yeah. Number 12, speak kindly to yourself about yourself. It's crazy to think, again, like we are just constantly living in our own minds and constantly only like with our thoughts. So if you're saying these hurtful, harmful things to yourself, which I know I have fallen victim to hell today, all the time, I speak just like so negatively towards yourself. And I don't know if that's because of the culture of being like, oh, you need to be humble. Oh, like that type of thing. But the way you speak about yourself like matters, like your brain hears that, like your brain hears all your thoughts even if it's just like a thought and you're not saying it out loud like you're still you're still registering it because it's like you're talking to yourself like would you say what you're thinking out loud to like a friend would you say it just like even out loud in the mirror don't be so hard on yourself don't be so hard on yourself number 13 if you don't tell someone you can't expect them to know expectations that kind of goes along the same lines with like if something isn't like wrong or like if nobody's telling you anything's wrong then nothing's wrong but also like again like if you don't tell someone what you need from them if you don't tell someone how you need to be supported if you don't tell someone if there's an issue you can't expect them just to know like you can't expect them to react a certain way or to act a certain way if you have not expressed your feelings on to number 14 you're not responsible for the way someone reacts like if you tell somebody something or you have to, I don't know, make a harder decision. Like, you're not responsible 
for the way somebody reacts to whatever may be going on. You're responsible for the way that you approach it. You're responsible for showing empathy and kindness and trying to be like gentle and just be a good person. You're responsible for that. But if you're doing that and you're making a decision, again, that's healthy for you, you're not responsible for the way that they react. Like you can't be responsible for their emotions. Like they're going to feel whatever emotions they want to feel. You're responsible for yourself and for your emotions that you're feeling and for the way that you show up to a situation. But you're not responsible for that other person. Number 15, quality over quantity. I've realized that I would rather have my like two best friends and my handful of very, very close friends and just closer relationships and like very authentic and real relationships than to have like a bunch of friends, which is very different than what I thought in high school. In high school, I thought I wanted to have like a bunch of bunch of friends, even like freshman year of college. I was like, I want to have a huge group of friends. It is kind of sad when I think about it because I'm like, okay, if I was in like a sorority and I had a bunch of friends and like I had a very large group of friends, that's gonna be so many weddings, like so many weddings. And then I sit and I talk with Sedona and Lauren and I'm like, we have, there's two, there's three of us. There's three of us. And so we're going to go to, th we're probably gonna be in three wedding parties. If you want me to be one of your bridesmaids, anybody that's listening out there, I will gladly be one of your bridesmaids. I'll be a fun bridesmaid. But I would rather have meaningful, deep relationships with just maybe like a handful of people than to have a lot of not very meaningful relationships with a bunch of different people. Number 16, get the haircut, cut it off, shave it, dye it. Your hair grows back. That one's not as serious, but I really believe that. In fifth grade, I cut my hair to be so short. Everybody made fun of me. Everybody said I was a boy. It did, it probably impacted me a little bit more than I want to admit, but it grew back. Hell, by seventh grade, I had long hair. I have gone through literally the full-on spectrum of hair lengths and hair colors and hairstyles. It grows back. Get the haircut. Do it. If you're thinking about it right now, do it. Number 17. Everyone is going through something. This lesson or this idea, I guess, I really learned at PHP or like that's when it became a really prevalent thing in my life is that you don't know what somebody else's struggles may be. You don't know what happened to them during the day. Like a complete stranger, a friend, hell, like your enemy, your nemesis. You don't know what they're going through or what they've gone through. So just be kind. Like, think think about that. Like, does everybody know your story? Does everybody know everything that's happened in your life? No. And it's obviously some of the things that people don't know probably impact you to stay and how you show up in certain situations. So just, like, always remember that. That, like, people... It's like giving the benefit of the doubt. Just, just be kind. Number 18. Grudges will weigh you down. I'm not saying to, like, forgive quickly or anything... But if you're continuously holding this just like negative feeling or like negativity towards a person, towards a situation or towards anything, like for X amount of time, however long, like at the eventually it just becomes like a you thing. Like it's your choice if you want to like continue to hold that or to just like let it go, move past it. Like somebody may have wronged you, you may have wronged somebody. But, like, holding that grudge isn't doing anything except just, like, letting that negative feeling sit and, like, fester. But again, I'm not saying to just, like, forgive and forget. 
But again, this goes up to above. Like, recognize that, like, people are humans and, like, we're all going to make mistakes. And that there is no point in your life and it's not going to do you any good to just keep that forever. Like, just, just let it go. Slide it off like Teflon. Number 19. Don't latch onto the past. This is something that's completely not off topic, but what I think is cool. Did you know, Lauren's fun fact of the day, you only actually feel an emotion for like five seconds. So like whatever emotion you may be feeling, it's five seconds. Anything after that is just the memory of that emotion and of that feeling. So say you and your boyfriend break up. It's sad. It's Or you and your significant other break up. It's sad. Yes, you're sad about that. Or maybe you got a bad grade on a test. You're sad about that. You're only sad and feeling that like your body's sending that like chemical like response for like five seconds. Everything else is mental. Like you're in control of that. The idea of latching onto things and being able to unlatch from them and to remove like kind of zoom out or take yourself out of the situation is kind of like watching the clouds, like watching your emotions, like not riding the roller coaster has saved me so much time and so much anxiety it's crazy it's like crazy like once you realize like if I'm sitting and I'm like super super like only thing on my mind is like a certain like situation I'm like okay I'm latching onto this why am I latching onto it like what is it actually what is it is there something deeper to it or have I just chosen to latch onto this like event can I separate myself from it and move past it and like set it to the side like we have so much power as like individuals like you yourself have so much control over your thoughts and like your feelings and your emotions and I feel like we often forget that and are just like taken aback by them or like taking control of them but like you have so much control about like the way that you show up the way you feel things what you think like where you put your priorities it's crazy and I'm not saying that to dismiss anybody's thoughts, anybody's feelings, anybody's emotions. But just as a reminder of that, like, you are such a powerful person. And while you may not be in control, you are in control. Number 20, structure is the key to exploration. Honestly, I feel like I wrote this one when I was feeling really deep at one point during this week. I mean, it's true. Like, I guess if you're, like, thinking, like, a meal plan-wise, if you want to relate it back to recovery, that, like, follow your meal plan and then eventually, like, that structure, like, sets you free or, like, saves it or, like, structure within, like, a day. I don't really know. Scratch 20 from it. Maybe I'll think of another one. Number 21. If it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. Again, like, you are the priority. You are above everything and everyone else. It's your life. It's you. If you're not happy and it doesn't make you happy, you don't have to do it. And that goes into number 22. Nobody is forcing you to do anything. Like, again, there, while it may sometimes feel like that there are right and wrong decisions or things you have to do, you don't have to. Like, that was me on Monday when I woke up and I was super anxious for swim. I felt like I had to, like, I knew I should go and I don't want to use my anxiety as a crutch or, like, I don't want to sink into it like all the time but I realized I was like wait a second nobody's making me go to the swim practice nobody's forcing me to do this like this isn't my decision like will I have some repercussions I mean obviously you need to like weigh out pros and cons of like you can't just like not show up to work if you don't feel like it type of thing 
but it's your life. Like you are in control of your decisions. Like things are going to, if any decision you make, like it'll impact you, but you can move past it. Like there's no right or wrong thing. No right or wrong way to make a decision, which again, is what I said, is going to really counter what I just talked about earlier in the episode, but hmm, we're holding dialectics right now. And finally, number 23, eating won't kill me, not eating will. I saw a picture on Pinterest with that, like right at the beginning of my recovery. And I was like, oh my God, it's, it's so, it's a simple one sentence, but it's just, again, seems so complicated when you're really engulfed with the disorder, but it's so true. Like eating, fueling your body, giving yourself nutrients, it's not going to kill you. But choosing not to do that, it, it, it's going to. Like that's like pretty, again, like high stakes, but eating disorders are high stakes. And again, if you are suffering yourself, if you are struggling with disordered eating or thoughts of restriction or and using any sort of behaviors or just having a bad relationship like with your body... Like, it can get better, and it will get better, and we have resources in the description, and I highly encourage you and support you to use them and to reach out to anyone that you think may help. Like, my DMs are literally always open. Always open. Like, I support, and I validate, and I see every single one of you, and I'm proud of you for again, choosing to listen to this podcast and choosing to maybe push yourself and put yourself in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation. But sitting through that discomfort and knowing that like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. And I believe in you. And you got this. We got this. I'm here for you. We're doing this together. And yeah. So what I'm going to do for tonight, I'm going to try to find a cute ass dress for my birthday. That's I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to go shopping. And I'm going to celebrate so freaking hard this weekend for all that I've accomplished within my 23 years, specifically within the past two or three years in my recovery. And yeah, I am so, so grateful for every single person that I've met on this journey so far. And each one of you that's listening to this, so grateful. And I honestly could not and can't do this thing without you. So I love you. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope you keep eating that fucking food because you deserve it and you are worthy of it. And yeah, also happy October. Best month of the year, arguably. (laughs) All right. Well, see you next week. Bye.